Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. In 2020, a New Vision undercover journalist traveled to United Arab Emirates to investigate the realities of girls traveling to work as maids in Dubai. This time, New Vision got another undercover journalist to go through a licensed company and find out if regulations apply. The project, which took more than a year, reveals Halloween experiences of girls in detention camps in the center of Kampala, unacceptable mistreatment, violation of human rights, corruption, Sex and drugs are going on under the nose of civil leaders and security organizations. We now bring you this series. Download the podcast episodes on Vision Digital Experience app on Play Store and App Store. Episode 9 I got a visa to travel to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia for work on April 28th and how to use it before July 28th. Zion assured me they would get me a new passport. But by May 16th, I was being told the passport books were out of stock. I was introduced to Kenneth Ikinyom, who claimed to be working with the Ministry of Internal Affairs, who claimed that he would get me a book in just one day. He asked for 650,000 shillings, which I paid. But the best he could do was to send me to Mbarara, where Zion had logged my application. Kenneth promised to help me pick my passport from Chambogu, where he had said they were printed. But he failed and asked me to wait for a message from immigration before traveling to Mbarara again to pick the book. When I demanded for my refund, he handed me over to Ojara to get me the passport. Ojara insisted, said the only person who would help me pick my passport from Kampala was the Minister of Internal Affairs. In anger, I called the Minister of Internal Affairs. It is none other than General Kahinda Otafide, and he picked. He asked me to meet him in his office in 20 minutes. I took a border border from Chambogo to Internal Affairs, and I was surprised at what a jolly and receptive man he was. I requested him for an authorization to pick my passport from Kampala since I had done my interview in Barara and he didn't ask any questions about what I had gone through or why I needed the passport. He only asked if I was sure the passport was at Chambogo. He was so kind to me. He just reached out for a book and wrote a cheat, which he gave me to take to the passport control office. On the cheat, he was directing that I pick my passport in Kampala. Why does the world fear General Kahinda Otafide? Tears of joy flowed down my cheeks and I didn't even wipe them off. I took the cheat to Chambogo and called Ojara. I told him I had been with the minister and I had his message from him. He hurriedly asked me to meet him on counter number one. He looked at the cheat from the general Otafide and asked me to take it back to the ministry in room 17 and 18. When I presented my magic cheat in both rooms, I was informed with an apology that my passport was not yet printed, yet Kenneth had claimed it was. I was, however, asked to move back to Chambogo the following day at 10 a.m. to pick it. The next day, as directed, I was at Chambogo. 
Ojara was working on counter number 1 on emergency passports, but this time he asked me to find him on counter number 5. Unfortunately, my passport was still at the ministry. He had asked me to sign for it and move to the ministry with one of the staff to pick it. And I got it. The new sky blue passport was in my hands. Back at Zion on May 19th, I was a hero. Everyone was surprised because no one else had succeeded. Ahmed even asked me to help him with several applications, promising to pay for each passport I get. I declined his offer. The other girls also cried and pleaded that I help. I just said I was sorry and I couldn't. Apparently, this annoyed everybody including Ahmed who alleged that I could be government agent or a spy. To be accepted back at the hostel, I had to go through medical checkup again at my cost of 5000 shillings. I tried to protest and Feras, one of the Arab bosses, threatened to cancel my travel arrangements. I paid and my pregnancy and HIV tests were negative. I was then given a cheat to be allowed in the hostel. I found rumors of how I had gotten a passport and refused to help others had spread. Many girls were crying after being told they would not travel unless they got a new e-passport. Some said they had exhausted their possible borrowing sources and had no more rescue to fall back to. Ahmed assured us that departure would be in the next 4 days. One of the staff, Shamim, said people in Saudi Arabia who had paid for us were getting impatient after our travel had delayed for a long time. She explained that my employer in waiting for example paid for me 6 months ago and was still waiting. Normally when a Saudi family chooses a maid from the adverts it goes ahead and pays for her travel documentation and all the processes. The contract usually gives 3 months for the maid to be delivered. The families are free to cancel and opt for another maid or withdraw completely if the maid delays for more than 3 months. Mine it is said had been waiting refusing alternatives. We were divided into four groups which they said were according to the recruitment companies that were expecting us in Saudi Arabia. Riyad, the owner of Zion in Saudi would receive us and distribute us to those four companies. The companies were Riyad Muhammad Al Salman where i belonged alek sami and jal human resource center each company was supposed to pick its domestic workers from our group at the airport i was just happy to leave the hostel my travel opportunity came at a time i was about to give up my supervisor at the new vision had said he already had the story he needed and that if i felt too stretched i could stop the undercover project there I was given a choice and I preferred to stretch it further and go to Saudi Arabia get employed for about a month then return with a great comprehensive story but my resolve was always threatened by the hostile conflicts politics conditions and frustrations take for example just as I was about to leave a love scandal broke out Ferris had a girlfriend amongst us and it was an open secret 
In fact, he used many girls and this one was his favorite. He used to bring her valuables and food. Everyone knew about their relationship. We called her Mama since her boyfriend was the hostel caretaker. She was never shy to talk about him. He would come anytime he wanted, spend time with her. We had gotten used to it and minded our own business. They had also come to a point of letting down their guard. They would take pictures together, holding each other and would download them on her status. One time, another girl also downloaded Aroma's pictures with Ferris on her status and the whole hostel caught fire. A fight broke out. Ferris came down fuming and ordered an impromptu meeting. He denied having a lover and said it was against the company rules. He threatened to cancel travel arrangements of all those who were spreading rumors of his love relationship. The meeting did not solve anything. As soon as Ferris left, girls resumed their clashes and taking sides. I was happy. That was the time we left the damn hostel. It was a mistake to gather many women in one place. They're always bound to have clashes. On May 26th, I was given an air ticket to Egypt Air. The travel date was May 28th and the boarding time was 4:20 a.m. We were eight girls from the hostel but traveling in three different groups. We were five for Al Salman, two for Aleka, and one for Sami. Ferris bought us three different t-shirts as uniforms we would travel in. We were briefed that while we were going to travel together, we would be received by these different companies on arrival. Al Salman, Aleka, and Sami companies are based in Saudi Arabia. Aleka girls had to wear veils. We were given t-shirts. Ahmed emphasized that if one of us is caught at the airport, she was supposed to suffer alone and not expose others. He asked us to all pretend not to know each other once we arrived at Entebbe Airport so that in case one person is intercepted, the whole group is not affected. He asked us to be cautious and follow what was in the contract and only complain when one is denied food or salary. He warned us that no one would pay attention to complaints of too much work or harassment. He gave us a contract of Lyra. He gave us a contact of Lyra to channel our complaints to in case of any problem. Don't run away from your employer's homes. Just know your rights and call Lyra if you think they are being violated. Don't inform anyone about your travel day, not even your relatives and do not talk to people you don't know at the airport. He said, we were told the two important documents were the Mukim and the Aikama, and the ones we had were fake. Mukim is an arrival registration. It contains all personal details as well as the passport and country. It also contained the COVID-19 tests you have taken, which type of vaccine, how many times and from where. We never took any COVID jab. But my Mukim had one job of Johnson from Johnson and Johnson which I was alleged to have taken February 24th 2022. Mukim enables arrivals to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia to easily register and update their health status related to corona pandemic COVID-19 within at least 72 hours before arriving. <laughs> 
at the kingdom. This facilitates a person's entry procedures through border ports. The service also allows the possibility of verifying individuals' data registration electronically. This is a requirement to all domestic workers arriving in Saudi Arabia. The ICAMA is an identification or document processed by the employer in Saudi Arabia after you have passed the medical. According to the Article 40.1 of the Saudi Labor Law, the employer takes all the expenses of the ICAMA and, if it is not issues in the first 90 days of employer's arrival, the employer suffers a penalty. However, there are requirements for one to go through to get ICAMA. Apart from the medical test at the recognized hospital, you have to hand in your passport copy, health insurance, ICAMA insurance fee of SR200, which totals to 200,000 shillings in Ugandan currency, and Maktab Alman fee, office fee, among others. At 11.30 p.m. on May 28th, we were picked from the hostel by Ferris who escorted us to the office. He and Shamim briefed us on what to do, gave each of us a file which contained documents like passport, Mukim, Ikama, PCR test results, a hard copy of air ticket and yellow fever book from Arkham Medical Clinic. We were asked not to show any other document at the airport apart from the Mukim. Ferris emphasized we should only show the document we were asked for. We settled for Entebbe Airport by midnight in a rented taxi. All of us were dressed according to the companies which were to receive us in Riyadh, the capital city of Saudi Arabia. As we arrived in the parking lot, Fatima, one of the Zion workers, and Ahmed arrived too in a Toyota Wish. Ahmed remained in the car and Fatima asked us to gather at the Coca-Cola Bottom Monument in the meet and greet tent. She left us there and went up to the VIP section. When she returned, she told us we would find people inside to check us in. She organized for the pictures according to our companies and took them using her phone. She had asked us to let her know if we all passed through successfully. Then she asked to follow her to the VIP departures section. When I reached the desk, the lady asked for PCR results. My fake papers showed my PCR was done at Middle East Keti Group Laboratories on Bokoto, Chisasi Road. She stamped on it. At the entrance, I presented my passport, put my bag in the baggage scanner, went to the walkthrough and, presto, I was inside. We then lined up at the Egypt Air check-in counter for boarding passes. From there, we proceeded to immigration. A lady came to us and instructed us to only line up for the specific gentleman who was in counter number three from the left. We did not get any hard time because almost everyone who worked on us seemed to have been briefed. There was another group of girls from another company who were lining on another counter. In fact, there were many other girls from other recruitment companies like Absolute Labor International, Greener Pastures, Tusano, and Al Pfizer. After waiting for about an hour, we boarded Egypt Air. Flight number 
MS-838. And that is how we left our motherland, Uganda. <laughs>